Hi, I'm Steve Rudnick. I'm the screenwriter. I wrote uh, Space Jam. What else did I write? Santa Claus, Kicking and Screaming, <laughs> and you're listening to Nerdon. <laughs> Nerd On. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Nerd On, the podcast you didn't need, but you deserve, and where all levels of nerd are welcome. Mm, mm -hmm. Everybody. Everybody. This is a very special episode. We have a guest. Yes, we do. We are graced with Steve Rudnick. Hello. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Now, you were brought to us by Corey. Oh, uh, connection, yeah. Why don't connection you explain that connection? The, the oh, we have the, a mutual, weave, weave us a tail. Uh, well, me and Tom both uh, right. know a a gentleman named Bill Holmes Shout who out. kindly connected us to Steve here today. Uh, we are all at this table because we're fans of of your work. Uh, we admire the things you've done. So yeah, it's a, it's not much of a tale. It's not a long tale, but it's it an important one. It was a good tale. It was an important one. one. Um, but before we get into the the, the show. Let's do the housekeeping. I am Josh. I'm Caitlin. Corey. I'm Tom. Ollie. And this episode is brought to you in part by the members of the Nerdon Nation that is powered by Patreon. Patreon. As a member of the Nerdon Nation, you do get fun perks like bonus episodes that nobody else hears but you. Mm -hmm. Only you. You get access to the Discord server, which is hopping all the time. And we've been getting a lot of emails recently that yeah. people have been saying it is my favorite thing, that it's actually a community to be a part of and just to... Talk about things, even personal things, which yeah. is really, really cool. It's heartwarming. You're welcome. Yes, mm -hmm. but uh, check that out, nerdon.io backslash Patreon. And very exciting stuff. We recently partnered with Apogee and Odyssey. Odyssey headphones, very comfortable, very wonderful sounding. We love them. And Apogee, speaking oh, Apogee, we have our very first live, live show. show. Yeah. With a live audience that could include you. If, if you, you if are you in Southern California, you're right. you're if you want to drive to us, I mean, that's cool, too. That'd be sweet. Uh, it will be March 7th at 8 p.m. at Apogee Studio. Uh, do check out all the information at nerdon.io backslash live. That's the housekeeping. That's it. Remember, remember, the 7th of March. March, September. March. We know, yes. Corey. Yeah. We still, know. It's not a all thing. All right. Still it's not, not Let's get into thing. this thing. Let's do it. All right. So, so hi, hey, thank you for showing up. Again, yeah. thank you. Thank you for I, I was time. supposed to be here last week, but I... Something happened, but I'm fine now. Life finds a way. Everything is, yes. Life always finds a way. So yeah. worry, thanks for uh, having me here. Of yeah. course. Thank you for coming out. Okay. We, we weren't spiteful at all. Don't worry. It's okay. Gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but no, if things happen. It's crazy. And it's, you know, time is very important. So like just spending the time here to listen, to, to talk to us and also let our listeners, you know, hear some of the cool stories. So, I mean, you, you've had like a, a, a wonderful story of different experiences that you've had. Um, I think kind of just to start off, uh, at the very be beginning. Yeah. Yeah. So very good place to start, as they say in Sound of Music. The beginning. <laughs> the yeah. beginning of. Okay, so the beginning. <laughs> I, uh, I started out as a member of a comedy team. And uh, oh. it was Leo Benvenuti, who was my writing partner also. We, oh, uh, nice. we, we wrote all those movies together. Mm -hmm. And we toured for 15 years as a comedy act. Oh, wow. Nice. And then uh, ultimately came out to uh, Los Angeles in 91. Where where were you coming from? From Chicago. Uh, That's okay. where we know that Bill from. Right. Yeah, Tri Town. Yeah, I know. I, yeah, Bill Holmes and uh, Leo and I we go back maybe forty years. Oh wow! Yeah. Yeah. He was I, telling me about a bit you guys used to do with uh, your own version of Who's on First, <laughs> with all 
but they would use the actual names of the Cubs players. Yeah, that Leo and I, we used to do an act that other comics loved. Um, uh, we would always what's called play to the back of the room. Yeah. You know, if we could get the the wait staff and the bartenders mm. to laugh, we knew we were good. And one of the bits we always did that the audiences never got, but other comics loved was our who's on first. <laughs> you know, the who's on first yeah. bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we would do it, but we would just replace the names uh, with uh, the 1969 Cubs. So, <laughs> oh so Leo would say to me, uh, he'd say, uh, yeah, so Steve, you know, I'm a big fan of the Cubs, but, you know, I, I, said, I said, I would say, and I, I never remember the names of the guys. And he go, oh, that's easy. We had, let's see, we had Santo on third, we had Beckert on second, we had Banks on first. And I'd go, well, that's what I'm trying to find out, the first baseman's name. <laughs> he'd go, Banks. i go, the guy playing first. He goes, Banks, the man on first base. Banks. I said, look, all I'm trying to find out was Beckert on first. He goes, no, Banks is on first. I'm not asking you was Santo is on third. No, he's on third base. How did we get to third base? And we just did the whole Fantastic. bit. I watched uh, some of your uh, skits online and Billy. Billy uh, was oh another. Oh my gosh, Billy yeah. got me cracking. Uh, well, you know what? Pe people often said, well, you guys should do a show, uh, uh, like a reunion show. But I, I don't think we could do Billy. I mean, it's it's suicide. It's, it's, <laughs> a, it's a very, it's a it's funny a very different bit time. About, uh, about a suicide hotline. And I think that's oh, maybe, no. maybe a little bit Where a seven-year-old is answering the phone? It's it's a seven-year-old who's supposed <laughs> to be sweeping up at his uncle's suicide hotline. Oh, but it, And no. his father calls oh, no. and finds out that his uncle had to go out for a minute. And he's been taking calls. The seven-year-old kid has been taking calls. Oh, no. It was a hysterical Look, bit, but there's people that I love dark comedy. Like yes, that's it's yeah. it's how I've gotten through some of the toughest times in my life. So there is an audience for it. Yeah, out there. I'm sure yeah. there is. Yeah. It's a gem on YouTube. So go check I'll it check out. I'll check it out for sure. It, it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. I think that, yeah, I think we put it up there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. There's some other. Yeah. The internet the, lives on forever. Yeah. Oh, yes. the, the who's on first bit was great because the the audience, the look on their faces was often like, why why are these guys saying those words. It's, yeah, well, it's such a layer. Yeah. You have to know the first. You know, and yeah, and, and just hearing the roars of laughter from all the comics. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I know we got yes. them, so I, yeah, yeah, everyone else is whatever. But, but that was that was always a fun bit to do, yeah. Was, yeah, Bill was saying that. I was like, he was always, always over sideways every time that, that was, bit would go on. Was that the Steve and Leo show? The Steve and Leo show. Nice, 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 nice. So you guys come to... Yeah, another, another part of that bit was, uh, you got an outfielder? Of course we have an outfielder. You mind telling me the outfielder's name? Billy Williams. I don't know, I just thought I'd like to know. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's if you know the bit, it's hysterical. Right. If you don't know the bit, you have no, no idea He's what we're talking names. about. What's yes. wrong? Well, it's, it's play. Yeah, it's play. Yes. Uh, wow. Cordy, Cordy. Well, I was going to say, so so you come to uh, California, what, when was it? In, the in 91. 91. Well, we, we had a shot in 90. Uh, mm -hmm. We got a call from uh, this producer out here who wanted us to uh, do a pilot for an ABC late night talk show called the Stephen Leo show. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't know if you remember Rick Dees was, uh, yeah. he had a late night show yeah. in the nineties and they, he was going to be retiring or, and they were looking for replacements. So we came out here and we did a pilot and it, it didn't sell, but a year later, the same producers were doing, uh, the Carol Burnett show, yeah. the new Carol Burnett mm -hmm. show in 91, yeah. mm -hmm. which sounded fantastic. It was, here's Carol Burnett, the icon of the seventies. We're going to bring her into the nineties. This, the producers they got, Rocco Urbisi and Neil Marshall. Rocco had worked doing all of George Carlin's comedy specials. Oh, wow. He worked with the Lily Tomlin. Wow. Uh, they were just great guys. And they were gonna they yeah. were gonna bring they were gonna bring Carol into the nineties. And within two weeks, it was just uh, clear that this was not going to work. Oh, wow. <laughs> and, oh, no. and, did, yes. uh, and the writing staff was amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was um 
It was me and Leo who went on to write a lot of good movies. It was uh, Bill Prady who went on to create uh, the little uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, oh yeah, nice. uh, wow. It was uh, That's a small show, you know. Mike Armstrong who won an Academy Award with Stephen Wright for a small film. Yeah. It was uh, Ron Hauge who went on and wrote for The Simpsons. So it was just this young No shortage of talent. Yeah. yeah. A real young, and it was clear from the get-go that this was just not going to work. So what happened was... Do you think it was like the type of humor that Carol and like a lot of the greats had? Like it just didn't fit? It didn't... She thought she might want to be ready to come in and do like some hip comedy and stuff and some, you know, stretch a little, but it it just wasn't working. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. But it was... It it got us out here. That was... uh, I remember my son was five years old, and my wife and I decided, well, look, I've got this job. Let's just move out to California. Let's wow. just pack up and move. So we packed wow. up and moved. I came out in July. They came out in October, and the show was canceled in November. So- wow. <laughs> so glad we did this. <laughs> so that happened. And then uh, and then it just kind of snowballed where we started. We went and we worked on the Dennis Miller show for a while, and then yeah, we I sold the Santa Claus, and it was just— Turned out to be a good move. Yeah. 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 Turned out for the best. Mm-hmm. So how how did that story come upon where you and Leo were working on Santa Claus? Yeah. Where did that come from? Okay, what was the origin so, of that? Okay. That, that was interesting. We were a comedy team, as I said, in Chicago. And uh, towards, the, uh, towards the end, in the late 80s, we decided, you know what? We want to write more. We want to write plays and maybe even movies. Okay. So we got an office, which was unheard of. We rented office space in Evanston. And we just sat there when we came up with ideas. And uh, I remember one day, I don't know why I thought of it, but I thought, boy, you know, if you killed Santa and had to take his place, <laughs> I, I wonder if that's a, I that if that's a movie. That was just a passing yeah. thought in it was your a, day. It was a pa- and I went to Leo, I said, hey, I had this. And he said, oh, that's great. Wow. What? Yeah, let's, let's. So we started talking about it. And it was a very dark movie when we first. <laughs> not, not a I imagine. Sure. I mean, yeah, some, some would say it still is. Well, <laughs> it, it still is. But our version, was, it was a husband and wife. And, you know, honey, I think there's someone on the roof. Go see. So he gets his shotgun and he oh, goes up no. and he sees Santa Claus and blows him away with the shotgun. <laughs> the so what's what's Wait, different? You, yeah. The, the original version of Santa Claus, Santa Claus gets home blasted invasion. with yes, a yes. shotgun. It's a home yes. invasion. Yes. It was, it was, I mean, look, you, you, there's a guy on your roof trying to break into your yeah. chimney. What are you going to do in this day and age? Exactly. Sounds like a yes. reboot. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It could be a reboot. <laughs> but we, uh, so we, we came to uh, L.A. for the Carol Burnett show. And uh, we didn't have an agent, obviously, because we just got this through this uh, connection. Mm-hmm. So the irony of ironies in Hollywood, you know, when you need an agent, you can't get an agent. Mm-hmm. But when you don't need an agent, you get all one. the agencies want you. So we were actually taking meetings. You know, mm-hmm. there was a, hey, William Warren wants to meet you guys. CAA wants to meet you guys. So our first one was wow. a big, with CAA. We mm-hmm. walk in and, you know, we're like just two guys from Chicago. We don't know. Hey, this is the biggest agency. Okay, maybe we'll go here. We get in the elevator. And hold the elevator, please. And uh, Sean Connery walks on oh. and gets in the elevator with Who's us. That? I'm scared. And, and you know, I, I'm nudging Leo, and he's nudging me. And you know, Sean gets off, and we go to the floor. And I just turned to Larry. I said, "We're signing with these guys." That's a sign and a half. I don't right have to take a William Morris meeting. <laughs> wow. So we, we did sign with them, and they helped a little. And they, uh, but that was I how would we hope they wow. would. Right. 
Check it floor, please. But uh, <laughs> but so we signed with them. So he says, okay, guys, so you got TV. Is that what you want to do, TV? We said, well, TV and movies. Oh, you have any movie ideas? And we told them the Santa Claus and Being showed them away. the script. And they came back and they said, guys, listen, this is such a great idea. And we hate, we really hate telling writers how to write their stuff. But because it's a Christmas movie, you know, we think we could sell this if you can maybe, I don't know, get a kid in this, you know, something. The kid that, fires maybe the shotgun. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we said, okay, uh, okay, so yeah, a kid, well, let's make it the, the divorced dad and the son. That's just, just as good. That's yeah. fun, you know. Yeah. And then they said, yeah, and, uh, you know, when it sold to Disney, obviously we knew we weren't going to be able oh, to yeah. shoot Santa right. Claus. No. Right, 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 right. But uh, but that's but that's <laughs> so what it close. that's what it came to and and the whole the whole thing about Santa Claus that I think I think Leo and I are probably the only ones that know this is that our vi- our vision of Santa Claus was we both had small kids at the time and we wanted to write movies that we could that They'd their watch. friends can go see yeah but we also liked movies like you know we were huge James Bond fans which oh, is yeah. why the mm-hmm. Sean Connery thing so we said well let's let's throw in as much James mm-hmm. Bond crap in yeah. Santa the Claus gadgets yeah. and the, yeah. and the, the Q elf yeah uh, the Q, well that's it and uh, so uh, a lot of the uh, things that like um, the head elf Bernard yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, M is M. the head of M16. Yeah. Bernard Lee mm. is, plays M, so that's where Bernard came from. And oh, uh, Quint, wow. Quentin was the guy who did all the, right. uh, that's Q, Q. Branch. Yeah. And uh, and our vision was that, okay, so we'll do this movie, and then we'll do a sequel with Tim. And then, just like James Bond, the next film, we'll have a new James Bond. You know, maybe it's, uh, yeah. who, it could be anyone. It could be anyone. Yeah. Chris Rock is, James, yeah. is uh, yeah. Santa Claus now. And it now. works for the premise. And it totally worked, but Disney just mm. dropped the like, ball on that. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, so with that, I mean, so from what you guys were, you know, finally what you've written, you know, no shotgun, there's a kid now involved. Right. And then to, you know, shooting and then, you know, to production and seeing it, how much had it changed and grow, grew? You know, it's, once we once it sold to Disney, obviously mm-hmm. we knew that okay, this is this could be big for us. This mm-hmm. is so it's a kids movie. So we you know we made it as as kid friendly as we right. could. We tried to push it as far as we could. Some good adult jokes, and, and we got some still. good stuff in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, it originally sold as a Hollywood Entertainment, which was the independent like version of Disney. Right. But as oh, they yeah. started to see. Uh, where it was going, they decided at the last minute, I think Joe Roth came in to take over Disney. He says, no, we're going to release this as a Disney movie. Yeah. Oh, wow. Which was huge for us. Right. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. That's a big you guys were, uh-huh, uh-huh, please, please. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Did anything else come down from Disney as far as like, Changes? well, now that it's under Disney, any additional uh, things? No, you know what? I think uh, there was there's one fart joke in there uh, <laughs> with the, the, with the, the reindeer. reindeer. No, there's uh, a reindeer fart joke and then uh, Tim Allen cuts yeah. a fart too. Oh. Yep. They wanted that in there. They Disney was okay. big on farts. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then they were also big on uh, uh, adults spilling things on them. So when when there's what? there's cops drinking coffee and they're looking up, and yeah, they yeah. spill it on themselves. So they're yeah. just they're, those are just little things. Yeah, in those movies. Um, but as far as uh, we had one scene that we turned into Disney that we loved, it was. Uh, when uh, Scott Calvin realizes that maybe he is Santa and can't go on, he's at his desk and he's just distraught and he reaches into his drawer and he pulls out a gun <laughs> and he puts it in his mouth and he bites it off. It's licorice gun. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he's just sitting there thinking, I can't. And they said, uh, guys, wow, 
That's pretty funny, but I don't think we could. Re- yeah, <laughs> reverse. Reverse. That's so cool. I mean, yeah. I I really like that because that's a very like dark but playful idea. Yeah, like you're you're when playing. You're, with, when it's you're, a good when visual. When you're game. sad, you you go to your comfort yeah. food. Yeah, exactly. A licorice yeah. gun. Uh, <laughs> play with expectations. There's a there, the thing I love about that film is there's a lot of uh, I talked about this on our episode we did on it as well. There's a lot of things that explain the magic of of Santa right. Claus in the most brilliant way <laughs> that I've ever seen. It's, yeah. It disputed every bully's like, well, then how does he do this right. kind of thing? Transforms I, I the just, chimney. I got to give a shout out because it's it's how like when I was a kid, I was like, oh yeah, uh, all of that, this. That this is exactly what it is. Glad I could help. It's, yeah. it's, it's, <laughs> it was, it was how did perfect. you guys come up with that kind of stuff? Like it's such a wonderful exploration. Was there like a workshopping of it, like? It, no, it wasn't. It was just uh, what we realized that for you know for creating this world, and we could come up with our own rules and mm-hmm. and figure it out. And like you know, how does how do you get in there if, if there's no chimney? Right. Well, one appears. What, what yeah. the hell? It's, it's that easy. Yeah. yeah. You know, it just had to be kind of uh, you know consistent throughout. Right, and make sure, like when uh, when the elf squad tries to break him out of prison, and they use the tinsel, tinsel. to get through the, you know, so that we just had fun with it. It was great. Uh, yeah. What what James Bond character is? Uh, was it Judy? Who makes the cookies? Judy, in she's the, well. In the she's, just, she's just the Bond girl. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> <laughs> but, but she's seeing someone. She's just she's, the uh, she's hot eight-year-old Bond girl. Money Penny. She is, say, is she Money Penny? She <laughs> is over two hundred years old. Right. Remember? You can okay. say that. Yes. Yes. We can say that. Yeah. You can do that. That's yeah. okay. Oh, and the drink, the yes. drink mix. Yeah, yeah. Right. shaken, so, not stirred. Yep. So right. how oh, so good. did Space Jam come about? Oh yeah, Space Jam was another one. So we. We had the success with uh, Santa Claus, and uh, I, I think we had gotten it to Ivan Reitman, and for some reason he didn't want to do a Christmas movie or whatever. But uh, when Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan started doing those commercials oh, for yeah. Air Jordan, uh, they were so popular that Nike said, geez, we should do a movie with these guys. So they went right to uh, Ivan Reitman, who was the comedy guy in, in those days, and uh, they said, you know, we want to do a movie with these guys. So they contacted us and said, hey, we're we're looking for pitches for a movie for Michael Jordan. They knew we were from Chicago. Uh, just come in and pitch something. So we basically went in and pitched what became Space Jam. Wow. And it, uh, for you young writers out there, it was a, it was such a different era. We we went mm-hmm. in and it was with Ivan Reitman and all all the uh, the head guys there. And we pitched the idea, and Ivan goes, "Yeah, okay, I think we'll do this." And then we, <laughs> as we, we we left, and before we got to the car, our agent called and said, "Hey, guys, I don't know, but you just sold a movie." And wow. they, he bought it, you know, and we developed it with him. And fantastic. At one point, he said, "You know, Michael's playing uh, uh, baseball in Birmingham." Uh, I don't know if you guys know him, but would it help if you guys spent a week with him and just kind of got to know him? And, I was going to say, I have a note yeah. here that says living with Mike. <laughs> yeah, so we got uh, we got to spend a week when he was playing baseball with the Birmingham Barons to just hang with them. And wow. a, lot of, a lot of the stuff he told us ended up in the movie. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah, there's a scene where... Um, well, first of all, the thing about whenever he struck out, everyone was just very supportive of him. <laughs> hey, good swing, man. And he said, he said, oh, you know, one time uh, the catcher was telling me the pitch I should wait for. So there's a scene where yeah. he's uh, yeah. he's saying, lay off this one. It's going to be a curveball. And yeah. that was that was just from him. That was, wow. that was real. That's I had awesome. no idea that was real. directly from right. life. Because that's a brilliant scene. Yeah. I yeah, love that, 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 that was scene. very funny. Even as a kid, I thought it was hilarious. One of my favorite scenes in that is uh, the beginning, the opening. Right. Of, like, yes. like him as a kid. 
Mm-hmm. Like, was, oh, that, sure. was, that, was that like from anecdotal? I'm sure it was at some some extent. Yeah, right? I th- he was so close to his dad that we, you know, you wanted to put that in something yeah. in sure, there. Yeah, yeah of course. Yeah. Right. Were you a Were you a Looney Tunes fan? I was a big Looney Tunes fan and a big Bulls fan too. Yeah, oh, nice. oh, I mean, oh, I, oh, so it worked sense. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was great. <laughs> it worked out all right. I mean, yeah. it worked. Yeah, it was to the point where uh, when we did kicking and screaming with Will Ferrell. We pushed for it to get uh, Mike Ditka in that movie because <laughs> uh, they they wanted to get like an actor to play like a. I said no, Mike. We, we said Mike can act. Mm-hmm. And watch his commercials; he'd be perfect for this. And he was just so fun to Brilliant. work with. Yeah. Wow, love it. So oh, I, oh, go ahead. Yeah. I was just gonna say, what was it like writing for characters like that? Like you grow up with like the Looney Tunes, and now you get to it, well, write for them. Yeah, that was that was pretty cool. Yeah. Because you're you're sitting there and you you start thinking I would I don't think Bugs would say something like that that doesn't sound like Bugs or you know that's yeah. kind of a Daffy line and yeah you know so it was it was you're you're writing for these iconic characters did yeah. you did you ever get a chance to sit in on like the recording sessions for that not no we were on the set a lot okay but um, how interesting how long did it take you to write the like the pitch script for that boy I, I don't know. It, Couple months probably. Yeah. You know, oh wow! Just to get okay. that first draft going. Uh, any mm-hmm. particular favorite Looney Tune? Off the, with you know number one. Well, I was always a Bugs fan. You know, this, good choice. Yeah, yeah. I good mean, choice. Yeah. we got Billy playing Bugs in it too. I know. Yeah, cool. Billy, yeah. Billy, <laughs> Billy played a lot of characters in that one yeah, in great. Space Jam. Mm-hmm. So uh, I mean, what was what was it like? Um, you know, coming out of Santa Claus and going to Space Jam. I mean, like now, so you know, feature films and then you know doing the plays and then but going into movies now. So what was that transition of like? Now we're pitching in front of studios and stuff like that, or in front of it, other people. It, it was uh, it was nice. <laughs> it was good to be in that position. Can't complain about that. Yeah, I mean, uh, was there any type of pressures that, or was it just kind of like you know, hey, we're just two guys from Chicago and we're doing this thing? Or I, I think we we were always kind of those guys. Yeah, it wasn't like, hey, look look at us, we're the writers. It was like, hey, we can get things done and mm-hmm. we know what we're doing we're we know, coming yeah, in yeah, yeah. you either like it or you don't i think i think maybe because we were a little older when we started i mean i was much older than, than lee i'm i'm very old i'm a- oh okay <laughs> all right okay but uh, no no i am but that's uh but that's okay uh do, do you think that touring because you did touring for 15 years oh, yeah, before no, that, you moved to la so yeah. that probably like you know, I feel Gave like some world experience comedy, yes. especially like direct feedback, the, the direct feedback <laughs> trial from the by audience. fire. Yeah, right. yeah. Like that well, probably primed you to go deal with executives. Absolutely. I mean, that's uh, people often ask us, you know, do you miss performing? And we say, no, our pitches are our shows. Our performance. Because we were so in tune with each other that we could start a pitch and have our notes and know where it's going. And if one of us or both of us felt that we were losing the audience, the, the four or five oh. people in the room, you know, Leo would throw something out that was, you know, I had never heard before. And, I, you know, I know how to improv with yes, him, and, so we right. would do it. And then, yeah. oh, they're laughing. Hey, they're laughing. They're going. And, you Can know, we so take we a would, note of that. Yeah. Right. It was, it was totally that. I'm yes. curious, wow. did, any of your, if, did any of those comedy bits or maybe the bits that you never got a chance to do on stage, Stand did any of or... that make its way into any of your, like, any of these movies? I, that we you're were, kind of like are happy that you were got a chance. There to, might have been little moments, little but our, our bits were were just uh, yeah more more Lived like just little yeah, yeah little yeah. jokes and. But the interesting thing about um, Space Jam is after it was released, there was a writer who claimed that uh, he had come up with this movie before us, and they, he was oh. there was okay. a big thing. So and 
and they were they took a lot of de- depositions, and I think they've ended up settling with this guy. But when they deposed me, they said, "Well, did you ever? I, we never read this script." I said, "Look, we, I'll fess up. We did kind of steal this. If you uh, if you look at the thing, it's all it is. It's a guy." following a rabbit down a hole into a fantasy world. It's just Alice in Wonderland is what we're yeah. doing. Oh. Uh, oh, and he did the similar thing. So no, he like, didn't do it. He just no. had, he yeah. was just doing a, a movie about um, Michael Jordan playing basketball with the Looney Tunes. And he said oh. that was his idea. Like we couldn't uh, have thought of that. Oh, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> right. Like it, yeah. Like the commercials. Right. Well, <laughs> when they, like, right, exactly. When they first approached this to do it, they said, you know, so we want to do something with uh, Michael and Bugs. I don't know if it's going to be like a, like an adventure movie or a superhero or something. And so Leo and I, when we started thinking about it, we thought, well, how do you make Michael Jordan a superhero? He's already a superhero. That's, right. you know. Yeah. We said, let's just make him Michael Jordan. He stretches arms really yeah. and, uh, and I think they might have been getting pitches like, you know, Michael and Bugs are uh, cops to save the day or something. <laughs> right. you know? so, like we ba- just thought, no, you, you can't do you better than Michael Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know? uh, and to get people like, you know, Bill Murray and Wayne Knight killing it. On well, the Bill Murray was yeah. just, uh, you know, he man, I know he was very close with Ivan and I think they wanted him. And, you know, he just did it almost as a favor. The, the line yeah. that he says... You know what are you doing here? Well, I'm a friend with the producer. That's yeah. that's totally Real. what happened. Yeah. Real. <laughs> Just that, shows that's up a, at that's the end. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so so how uh, how does kicking and screaming come in after this? How does this come about? Kicking and screaming comes in where uh, we were we were managed we're managed by Jimmy Miller, who is also Will's you know manager, and we knew Will and um, Leo had this. Uh, we we wanted to do a movie about coaching because we were both fathers who coached our kids. And Leo talked about when he was a kid, he was on a soccer team and they were really bad. And then they got these two ringers from Italy, that, you know, so all that stuff. So we said, oh man, that's a, that's a movie. And he said, Will would be perfect in this movie as the, the crazed, crazed father. Right. Wow. And then we thought, okay, so that's good. And then we, you know, we came up with this notion of uh, having the great Santini as his father. And we said, yeah, someone like uh, Robert Duvall. He said, oh, we'll get Robert Duvall then. There you so, go. <laughs> so that was Just great. Great, and, great casting. Yeah, so it was so, and um, so we went in and we uh, went in to pitch this movie again to, to Warner Brothers. And um, no, it was Universal. And uh, Will came with, and it was me, Leo and Will in the room. Oh, cool. And we we're pitching and we get to, and, and that's the act break. And it was Mary Parent who was the head there. She says, yeah, oh, okay, uh, so what's, how long, what's your availability? And she was ready to make the deal <laughs> right there. Oh, wow. In the middle, you know, and that's how, how we sold now? that. Yeah, that's, that's how that we sold how that one. Was that how all your deals went? You just walked and was like, here's my pitch, and they're like, okay. Uh, the, the good ones did. The good but, ones, yeah. yeah. Wow. Good stories. That's funny that Will, Will was there for the pitch. Yeah, was he that came in, like- yeah. Because um, same agent, you know, we we uh, we pitched it to him and he liked it, and then you know we sat down with him and came up with stuff, and he yeah. was just coming off Elf, which mm. which oh, wow. uh, which helped us and hurt us in the long run because right. Elf became such a big hit, and we were writing not again not a real dark movie, but we wanted this to be it is you know <laughs> it, your your father and you have a son the same age you know you're both ha- and they're you're pitting against each other and you, you know it's all this stuff and we wanted to have some that kind of tension and comedy but they really wanted this to be a, a real kids movie because mm-hmm. to, to right. cash in on the elf right crowd. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so we kids having, again, kids again. Kids so again. so so it's like yeah, that one scene you did with Duval where we did a scene with Duval where uh, 
he has to tell uh, that he uh, that he cut his grandson from the team. So we set it in like this Godfather office with you know, the lighting. <laughs> oh, nice. It was so cool. And then they said, "Nah, guys, that's that's just that we have to soften that up a little." So uh, and that that became the scene. I don't know if you remember, but that where they're playing darts and yeah. he throws a dart into the tank and it explodes. That's what they wanted. Oh. They wanted oh. the explosion and the. And we were at that point. We we're saying, oh, well, then why why even bother getting Duval if you're just going to soften them up? Yeah, you right. Know, that's yeah. wow. That's a, that's a trend in movies. A lot of there's a lot of like hard boiled actors that like made their bones being like these tough guys that like sometimes studio movies just want to throw into a kid thing. Yeah, and then like they have to do that kiddie movie. And and Duval was having a real fun time playing that stuff because he's he's not used to being yeah. in a fun movie. Obviously, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, do you think? I mean, kind of on point with Caitlin's. Uh, question you were saying like a different time like you're some of these pitches have been quote so easy do you feel like it is like it's a totally different time oh, now versus totally what it was like totally it's, different. yeah leo it sounds like it. it's more of a conversation where you're like this is our idea where now it's right yes uh, uh leo's given up the business he moved back to chicago he's an artist he paints and he does oh, awesome. he, he okay, doesn't fantastic. but um and, and i think he started to get disenfranchised and I did too for when it became like pitches where you'd go in and you'd pitch and they'd give you notes and then you'd come in and you'd repitch mm. and they'd give more notes and it was just becomes I said well all these that's our job that's the job that's not the pitch right and that's what right. it's like today it's like you have to go in and work so hard to get something it's almost not start. yours at the end of the day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's right. Kind of your idea, but it's, they've written it after all the notes. Well, I mean, right. it feel like it'd be okay if like you got the job and then say, "Hey, you know, we can't do this because it's a kid movie." Instead of like before, like during the right. actual pitch. Right. 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 So like, yeah, the, no, yeah, I, it, it became that I don't. It's very hard to walk into a room and sell something. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like if you sold us on like you know Santa Claus with a you know licorice gun. Or right. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're sold, man. <laughs> I'm on it. Well, the thing is, like that still got greenlit at first, and some of those some of that tonality still permeates through right. the work as opposed yeah. to something just being like immediately Squashed. having Completely to be changed. cleaned and yeah. washed. And so yeah. yeah, what what is that like where you know there's the you know famous cliche of killing your darlings and so it's like what happens what 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 do you and Leo what do you, what do you guys do when they're like hey we can't really do this so how do you guys pivot? How is that? Yeah, I, I think we uh I, I don't know if it was because we knew each other so well or what it was, but we just felt like okay, yeah, you you have to do it, you have to do it. What just yeah. do yeah. it and take it. Yeah. What, what, Another know, creative challenge. I'm not gonna sit here and argue, <laughs> you know, about something that and that's that sounds super improv background. It's like it's, yeah, yeah. Not, what are we gonna do with a no? Nothing. You so know, it's, it's improv yes background, on. but it's also at the end of the day, we're just Making a movie, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Just making a right. movie. Sometimes the bits trying don't to, make it. You're not know, trying to run the country. Okay, my favorite, my favorite line in the movie after cut. Okay, all right. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Let's, make, let's make it happen. <laughs> that happened. Wow. Very interesting. Yeah, I, I want to be able to hear that because you know, like, so I, I write and direct my own films, and Corey, you know, writes and we produce uh, stuff together as well. Um, and Corey's going to direct sometime soon, uh, and I'm going to get him to do. Uh, but like, so yeah, it's it's funny because we, we you know we hear from friends and family and all stuff like you know, clear your darlings and stuff like that happens. But you know, hearing it from someone who's been on the other side, you know, babies. working on it, um, you know, like hearing about like those experiences, like hey, yeah, sometimes it just happens, right? Yeah, it's, you know, it's you know. Like a very normal thing. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. So, um, you know, what are what are kind of the the highs and lows of having a writing partner? You know, like obviously it's wonderful to have almost sharing a brain with somebody, but yeah. also I assume there even no matter how close and you know knowing each other you were, there were some clashes maybe. You know, I maybe you know our clashes were 
<laughs> it's just um, when we were on the road, okay, mm-hmm. we'd be driving from like Chicago, say, to Detroit or Chicago to Columbus, Ohio. So Leo's driving and we would get to a toll booth and he would be, it's your turn. And I would say, what do you mean it's my turn? You, I paid the last toll. You, and that, those were the fights we would have. <laughs> never, never ever Creative. can I remember us having a fight about, no, this is funnier. No, that's funnier. No, this is, no, you know. It sounded like you guys yes-anded each other. Totally, like, yeah. That, I, that's great. Let, and then we could right, do this. Yes, it was a lot of that. And it was also a lot of, by the second round, you knew instinctively who was right. You know, yeah. if I'm sitting there, I'm going, well, you know, he's right. I'm not going to sit here and argue with him just mm-hmm. for wow. the sake of arguing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll do it your way. And the same thing, if he felt that around. I was not even right, but that he felt stronger about it than I did or I felt stronger about something than he did, then, yeah, then give it to the other guy. What are we going to do? This is not right. the hill yeah. I'll die on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. yes, totally not. Right. I, I'm like trying to picture the world in which everyone had had your kind of mindset where it's like, yeah, what are you, why am I going to argue about it? Yeah, like, no, that's I mean, uh, it's, it's a nice thing to adopt, I think. Pretty no, good, yeah, it's, I think. It's interesting because, I mean, like, I don't I don't know, again, maybe the industry is so different now, but, like, you hear a lot on the headlines of, like, creative differences. This, you know, person dropped out, X, Y, and Z. And right. so hearing a story like this is, like, it sounds like it's almost a one in a million kind of relationship because, or one in a billion, because it's, you know, as much as people want to get together, make a story and all this stuff happens, like, I feel like there's definitely some people who are like, I want to have this X, Y, and Z thing happen. And then they are just going to be at, they see two different movies at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that, that could happen. Yeah. But I, I think it's more that we were just always on the same page. And if there were artistic differences, it would be, you know, we disagreed with them. Yeah. Right. right. Mm-hmm. And you guys uh, were always on the same side. I, I Yes. I, I can't remember a time when, you know. What's well, also it, important it, to it do in the a, industry when you're trying to sell and write scripts. Right. If you, you guys know. aren't in the same corner, then it's yeah. not going to happen. Right. You Was know? there... Was there ever a time that you can remember where there was something that a studio or somebody wanted you to change and you were just like, no, this is something that we will not change? Was there any hills that you Uh, wanted to die on? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It almost almost got to that with um, kicking and screaming Mm -hmm. because we felt that we had so, so many nice things in place. You know, just, you know, why, why do we have to do this silly scene when we have this dark, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But then we, re- you know, it's like, oh, look, look there, it's universal. They're, you know, trying it. to put out this movie. <laughs> and they had, you know, it turned out, I think, to be the ro- the wrong decision, but it wasn't my decision to make. make. Right. Yeah. That's fair. Nice. Yeah. You know. And you yeah. still got to do a cool job. <laughs> Here's an interesting thing that links the two movies together. Yes, where, please. Where, um, okay, so it's a 90, what it was, 91, 92, when we're, they start filming the Santa Claus up in um, Toronto, mm-hmm. and so we went up there to see some of the filming. And it was the, the big, the big warehouse where they have the the North Pole. pole. Yeah. It was just amazing. Mm-hmm. And we're there for the first day, and then we, I, I go back to my hotel room, and I'm sitting there, I'm watching a movie in my room, and Leo calls and says, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm watching a movie." He says, "Come up to Jimmy's room right now." I go, what? what? What's going on? OJ just killed his wife. He's on the run. <gasps> so we go, we go up and we watch the Bronco chase. Yeah. And it was, it, that was it, you know? And it was like, Holy oh my God, smokes. OJ just killed. He's going to kill himself, you know? And we were all just sitting <laughs> yeah. there Whoa. watching it. Wow. Okay. Now, four years later or so, we're in Michael uh, Jordan's trailer on, mm. the, uh, on the lot watching the, uh, the, the trial. Uh-huh. And it's the uh, it's it's the end of it, and they're yeah. they're saying, wow, and we find circle. you know, and so it's me and Leo, 
and Michael Jordan and all his big, you know, the big bodyguards, <laughs> you know, and, they're getting, and, the, and the verdict is not guilty. And we go, not guilty? Well, that's great, guys. <laughs> wow, read the room. Yeah. But that was... Yeah. Um, but that, that's, it was interesting that that tied together, that both yeah, those both movies those happened at those, those pivotal wow. times. Wow. That. Um, that's, so since wow. you're talking about those two two films, uh, was it like Santa Claus done and then you got you got the, like, hey, want to do a pitch for Space Jam? Or was it happening, intermeeting between the two? No, no, it, Santa Claus got done and then um, there was a comic, John Mendoza, okay. who had an offer from NBC to do a, a show, a TV show. Mm. And uh, I don't know if we knew John or something, but they got a meeting with us and, and we pitched an idea and he liked it. So he said, okay, let's let's do this for NBC. So we did the pilot and it was on the air for, uh, I think, a season. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did some TV and that we, did, we didn't like TV as much as movies. What and, was the difference? What was the differentiator? The differentiator is what what I'm talking about of having to kill your babies and deal with them. You know, you do that every six months or every three months. But in TV, you're doing that every 10 minutes. There's some kind of crap that you have to deal with. It's just... Mm. To network and... The network and then then to actors and directors and and, uh, other writers. It was just such a... uh, A lot more cooks in the kitchen. Yeah. And and, um, we sold the pilot... And then NBC said, well, who's going to run the show now? And it was, uh, the executive was Glenn Padnick, who had put Seinfeld on the air. And he said, uh, he said you know what, Stephen Lee, I know they'd never run a show before, but I think they could do it. They, they handled the pilot pretty good. So wow. they let us run the show. Wow. So again, we went from like staff writers to showrunners without any training or anything we didn't That's know what I mean. yeah that was a toilet i mean when we were sitting in our office and they're saying okay did you guys are you guys hiring people yet yeah we're hiring we didn't know who it is. did you get a upn yet that's the most important thing i said no yeah we're on that we're, we're going out <laughs> and then he leaves and he goes what what was he? He? the p has to be producer <laughs> net producer network Unit oh, per day. No. So we called our assistant and we said, yeah, can you set up some meetings for some UPMs? And she goes, okay, I'm on it. And then, then we, we hired one that we liked when we found out what it was, a unit, per, oh a unit production gosh. manager. Um, kind of a big, important cog yeah. in the machine. But um, yeah, and that was it too. That, then uh, it, it, it hit me too when uh, I was on the set doing something and a guy stops me, he's got two dresses and he goes, for that one scene with the dress, which one do you like better, the black one or the maroon one? I go, I don't know, the maroon one. And he goes, all right, we're going with the maroon dress. I said, wait, 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 I'm making the decision? <laughs> he goes, oh, you're Steve, aren't you? I go, yeah. I said, well, let me see the dresses again. Well, now I'm looking at the dresses. Right. Like, Leo, come over well, here. We have to decision. pick a dress here. This Jesus. is what we, this is our job. Is it Let's- white or blue? So, yeah, wow. and then uh, Leo goes, I like the maroon. I, I said the maroon. That's what I thought first. Yeah, oh. we're going with the maroon dress, everybody. We're, we're the showrunners. We know what we're doing. The showrunners say the we maroon say. dress. And that's the, and that's wow. when it became, because then, then we would write something where uh, John looks at the clock and says, wait, no, let's change that. Why? Because there's five guys going to come to us with eight clocks and asking us which clock we want. <laughs> so just write, he notices the time. You yeah. know, because yeah. if you say clock, they gotta get then clock. in the next it's production meeting, there's clock, 18 clocks. It's <laughs> digital, wow. this, that. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, being very specific. Yeah. yeah. 
I understand that. So wow. then towards the end of that, where things weren't working out for us, I think we ultimately got fired from that job. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. It was fun while it lasted. But that's, that's it. <laughs> um, yeah, but and then we got uh, the Space Jam from there that. Wow. We went into that's Space great. Jam from that, so... Yeah. Not so bad. It wasn't so, not so bad. bad at all. Leap and then, and then we did that, and we did maybe worked on some other movies, and then we said, "Well, let's let's do TV again." What was so bad about TV? And we heard that Damon Wayans was looking for a show, and we had Damon. an idea. Yeah, Damon Wayans. So we went in, we pitched, and he said, "Oh, we love this," and so we did it. And it was Damon Wayans, and Andrea Martin was mm-hmm. in it, and uh, it, it was it was a good show. It was like a cop show, a comedy cop show. And we did the pilot, and we showed the pilot to Peter Roth, who was the head of Fox at the time. And this was when Fox, they only had on, like, uh, Married with Children. Right. It was a fledgling network. <laughs> and he, he viewed the pilot. We were all in the room, me and Leo and Damon and everyone. And he goes, guys, this is it. This is the show that's going to change our network. He gave oh. us all a hug. We were fired three weeks later. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> what a flip. <laughs> and then that one was... We were we were fired, and then we said, geez, you know, the agents made that call. Guys, I got you both on the line. Listen, they're going to go in another direction. And we went, oh, geez, that's a shame. I mean, we really could have used the money. And he says, oh, well, they still have to pay out your contract. And we <gasps> yeah. went, what? Oh, my god! And we, this was the greatest because the, the show is becoming like a nightmare for oh, us to sure. do. Oh, sure. And when we found out we were getting paid, too, it was like, all right, all right way to go. <laughs> we should have this happen more. <laughs> now I know how to do this. Well, there you go. So what is it like wearing different hats? Like uh, recently you had the Muppets. And the Muppets you were, was fun. you were yeah. producing as well, correct? It was a uh, that, no, that was, I was a consulting. I was just on as a, as a writer, as just one of the other people in the room, which, which was uh, really fun for me. So yeah. just for somebody like me that doesn't know, I mean, I hear the name consulting the, producer. The uncultured. The uncultured. Uh, what uh, here's, what okay, do you the, do? Uh, consulting, there's, okay, the executive producers, are, they, they run the show. The mm-hmm. two, and then other people you get, that's the top one you could get. I, I'm the best writer, the, the highest paid writer. I'm the executive producer. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a supervising producer, which is down here. I'm a, you know, associate producer here. And then if they don't know what the hell you're doing or they just want to pay you off, not off the books, but they just want to say, a consulting producer. It's kind of like a catch-all phrase. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You it know. makes me think do a little you know bit a lot about the Muppets. And no, just it, it, it just means that uh, they couldn't afford me as a co-exec or executive producer. They didn't want to insult me by making me a supervising producer. Right. So they said, hey, we'd love to ha- have you come on as a consulting producer. Like, Fine. I don't care. What the hell do I care? <laughs> I just want to work with the Muppets. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, well, tell us a little bit about that. What was that like? That was just a blast, too. You know, having come off uh, working with the... Uh, uh, with the Warner Brothers mm-hmm. cartoons, just writing for um, the Muppets was a really fun, just yeah. a thrill. I'm a big I Muppets bet. fan, yeah. so it was a, it was yeah. a big deal. But it, 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 get, it got to the point where you started to know, uh, because I was on the set a lot. I was in the writer's room, but I was also on the set when they were shooting. And uh, there's there's problem Muppets to work with. You know, some, yeah. Miss Piggy is not the easiest person <laughs> to work with sometimes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Uh, IRL. I, uh, I believe it. Who knew? You know. Who knew? You know. I, I think it would be quite, Kermit, on, quite honestly, Kermit could be very opinionated. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right. There are some I, wonderful just bloopers. Fozzie, Fozzie Bear. Nice to work with. <laughs> I imagine. Which is which is funny because it's the same guy who does Miss Piggy. So why can't I get along with Miss Piggy? But I got you know. But what about wow. Animal? 
Animals, Animal was great. Easy. Yeah. And yeah, he, we, I he just strikes go me out, as a nice. I just go out and get high with Animal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. That was good. And play music. Wow. There are some oh, wonderful <laughs> bloopers you can find online of of people arguing in Muppets, but they keep the mouths right. moving and they keep the voice going. And oh, that, that's what was great about them. Is Well, that's kind of how the show came about because Bill Prady mm. uh, had worked with um, Jim Henson years and years yeah. and years ago and was tight with him and knew him. And he always had this idea because there is a, a clip of, uh, I think it's uh, Fozzie and Kermit or someone having, they're doing a scene and they have to cut the scene. Now, these guys are, you know, they're cramped in and their hands yeah. up. So for them, to, for them to cut, you know, for them to have to go back and then get back up, it's hard. So they just, just stay, stay there. there. So they stay there and they were doing, you know, shtick. Yeah. You know, that's just talking to each other, but in character and... Bill would see this and he thought, that's the show I want to do. I want to do those Muppets, the behind the scenes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that's what it was supposed to be, but it it went kind of wrong, but. It's a great concept. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just fun to work with them. Though. Oh, I yeah. bet that's so that's cool. A, that's kind of you know that's another one of those like once in a lifetime kind of right. unique experiences like writing for mm-hmm. the Looney Tunes. And yeah, I still enjoyed it though. And, I mean, it, it was fun. It was fun to watch it. Well, it was show. fun, but it was amazing just to be a part of that. Yeah, the, the, just the what it takes to put on a, a Muppet show mm-hmm. like that is <laughs> yeah. incredible. Oh, I'm sure it's staggering. What what does what that kind of like uh, you know require of you to kind of like when you're writing for these iconic characters? You know, like do you do like extensive research or have you been always been a fan or do you just kind of like let me get a you know hang out with mike for a week and then i could write about it or? well yeah that was when we did um starting with the santa claus we had we'd known tim uh for the from the stand-up years oh, okay. he was out of detroit we were out of chicago so we would go into the detroit clubs and he would come and do a guest set and he would come to chicago and we'd open for him right. you know and so we knew him nice and when we finished the script and uh it was ready. They said, uh, well, let's get this to Tim Allen because we know that he's looking at, you know, back then Tim had the number one TV show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had the number one book out at the time. Wow. wow. And they, <gasps> Jerry, uh, Katzenberg <laughs> wanted him to do a movie. Katzenberg. So we got, um, we got the script to Tim and he and his wife read it and they loved it. And he called Jeffrey, said, okay, you want me to do a movie? This is the movie I'm going to do. Nice. Wow. So that's, that's how that Good got. looking out. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> yeah. great. So, but it turned out that, when, when did Santa Claus come out? I think 90, 94. 94. <laughs> so this was 92. Mm-hmm. And we thought, oh, so well, you know, we sold the movie. We'll go into it. Well, no, he had, his summer was booked up. So it was going to be another year before we even started the movie. Wow. wow. Uh, but during that time, we went on tour with Tim and we sat down oh, with him nice. with the script, oh, you know, because it okay. wasn't written for him. But right. once we knew it was going to be him, we said, OK, it, now yeah. we could now let's make this character. Here's yeah. how he might phrase something. Or... And then here's another oh, interesting oh, oh. thing about the movie. Uh, the kid, Charlie, we wanted when we were writing it, we said, well, what's the kid's name's going to be? We knew that Scott's name had to be SC something. Right. You know? oh, no. So what's the kid's name going to be? Well, if you're doing a Christmas movie, there's only one name for a kid, and that's Tim, Tiny Tim. Yeah. Oh. So his name was Tim. So we're at the first table read. Everyone, here's the cast. Go. Okay, so let's do it. About it. So we're doing the table read, and the director says, okay, stop. Let's, let's just go back. Uh, let's go back to Tim's line. And Tim said, my line or, or uh, Eric's line? Oh. Tim. No, Tim's like, guys, can we change his name to what? Tim? This is getting too confusing. So we said, that's okay, that's we'll change his name to Charlie for? CC, Charlie Calvin? No, Charlie. 
Charles, who wrote the Charles Dickens? Oh, Charles Dickens. Charles Dickens. There it is. He's named after oh. Charles Dickens. <laughs> Brilliant. Wow. That's awesome. Wow. And so it's, if, anything, if anything, a lot of the Santa Claus came with a lot of like kind of almost fan service to any of those, like for you guys yourselves, because yeah. you're mm-hmm. like, oh, I love this and I love that. Sure. So I'm just going to bring in what I want to have exactly. in yes. it. Yeah. And it's built with love. There's not a lot of like, let's just put this bullshit name here or that, that, that. Right. That, no, there. We, yeah. we, we, put a, you know, we put some thought into it. No, I mean, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. was Bernardo I mean, for, for, Was Bernardo always written as a Jewish elf or was was, it, was that uh, casting? No, we just lucked out getting uh, crumb holes <laughs> for that. He was <laughs> so good in One that. One of my favorite little bits is that the head elf is just this little Jewish kid. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just, he was so Very good clearly. in that. Yeah. Yeah. Bronx. Killed it. Uh, and yeah. so uh, you you had your idea of where Santa Claus would be. It would be more James Bondy, where sadly the last the last Santa Claus would always pass on. There would always be a new mantle to go on to. There, there would be. That, you know, hey, you know, in our head, not knowing at the time, but why couldn't there be a, why couldn't Melissa McCarthy have Played, taken out yeah, Santa? Right. Now she's the new Santa, you know? Yeah. It, it, it's it, kind it, of built in, you know, never ending. It's yeah. it's kind of it's like a Doctor Who-ish. I was about yeah. to say. Right. Yeah. 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 That Doctor was the Who-ish. other thing. It was, it was a cross between. So, you know, every three years you'd get, you know, maybe a guy would do two movies, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And then in the second movie, uh, you know, someone would, uh, you know, oh, look who that is. That's, that's going to be the next, so you know. Yeah. Right. Um, you could feel free to say no unless you have No. The, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you had any ideas, because I want to hear these kind of th- these thoughts and rambling, because, you know, obviously, like you were kind of saying, like, Disney went another way with it. And, you know, you're still credited with all the characters it created, but I want to hear what is in the Steve Rudnick mind of, like, where would you have taken Santa Claus? What adventures would have happened? Well, what? What we did was after Santa came out, it was a big hit, and they immediately asked us to write a sequel. So we came up with a sequel called The Escape Clause, where <laughs> Santa oh. Santa is now, he's into it, and he's, mm-hmm. you know, but he's now, it's it's too tense, and he's, he's getting a little, and, and, and he says, why don't you just take a vacation? You know, there's a few uh, certified places that you can go. You can go to Santa Barbara. You can go to Santa <laughs> Monica. You wow. Can also, so he takes a vacation to Santa Barbara and meets a woman and they fall in love and blah, blah, blah. Okay, so then uh, Tim decides uh, he doesn't want to do a sequel. And I think rightly so because he had just had a number one movie, mm-hmm. a number one TV show. show so he didn't, he didn't want to get— Too many number ones. Right. <laughs> so I think rightly so. He said, I'm not going to do a sequel. He went on and the next movie he did was Toy Story. So, oh, yeah. my God. So he made the right decision. Yeah. <laughs> But then seven years later, I think they said, hey, Tib, let's do another Santa Claus movie. And then he said, yeah, okay, let's do another one. Yeah. Well, at this time, nobody we know is left at Disney. Everyone Mm. that we knew from the top down is gone. And we hear, oh, they're doing a Disney thing. And we get a copy of the script and we go, well, yeah, you know what? This it's nothing like ours, but it's kind of like the same. And right. so we spent a lot of time on our arbitration case mm. and ended up getting story by credit. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was it. There you go. And then uh, then Santa 3 came about, and we had no idea that that was even that. <laughs> the only reason we knew that is Because they had the name. No, well, it was, it was uh, we were at a restaurant, and Judge Reinhold was at this wow. restaurant, and yeah. he came up to us, and he went, Hey, guys, write me a good part in Santa 3. <laughs> And that was the first time we heard <laughs> that there was going to be a Santa 3. So we you called are. our agent. We said, hey, is is there a Santa 3? And he goes, yeah, I think it's done. I don't know. I- <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, I mean, was- it's called Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. I was like, well, oh, my two is Two is called the escape clause. Three is called, I think. Uh, uh, it's the one with Jack Frost. I think Santa yeah. Claus 
2 is just called Santa Claus 2. Uh, they change it. From what I have on the internet. Okay. But movie titles but can change. Movie titles can change. And then, yeah, so right now it just says Escape Clause. Maybe it was that. But I know one of them uh, was the Escape Clause. Yeah. Wow. Number is, 3 is the the Escape Clause. Is it? Oh, yeah, no. that's what I'm looking That's what I was like, oh, so they took the Mrs. title. Mrs. Clause. Yeah, there was Mrs. Clause. Yeah, there was uh, that was uh, two. the second one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got a wife. The Santa yeah. Claus. The Santa Claus 2. Yeah. Yeah, they don't give that a title, but yeah. and then they the, should They have. use the escape clause, though. In the but third, they use it, yes. Yeah. So I was like, but oh, that, so that there was, had to be something. I mean, the fact that you said, like, yours was called the escape clause, like, they had to say, hey, hey, right. the name came from somewhere. But, uh, yeah, but ours was, because uh, we did have a, an idea for Santa 3. It was it was going to be called uh, Santa 3 Sanity Clause. Yes. <laughs> I'm and so this, sad we missed out. Uh, <laughs> like, you're, you're hitting all of Corey's spots. He's all about the puns. Okay, and stuff, yeah. So. so this was it was going to be the sanity clause, and this is where he's caught, captured, and thrown into an insane asylum, <gasps> and he's in the ward where people think they're Santa Claus. Oh, oh, yes. oh my god! So they have to team up with all of the uh, Shakespeare's, all the Einsteins, all the. <laughs> All oh, the other yeah. wards to save the real Santa Claus. Oh, it was very dream teamy, right? It was, it, was, it, was, it was. That was it. It was. It was. It was kind of a dream team of this these crazies. Yeah, <laughs> but then you guys have all these like comedic actors doing those parts. Yeah, it would right. be Freaking amazing! Right. Wow, that's brilliant. But you know, you just picture you know him go. You know, who are you? I'm Santa Claus, and there's 15 They're other like, guys. Yeah, me too. I'm, I'm Santa Claus. I'm Santa Claus. Yeah. I'm Santa. Very Spartacus. <laughs> I'm not Santa. That's so awesome. I'm Einstein. Yes. <laughs> wow. Well, let's. Uh, I'm Elvis. There's a lot of Elvises at this uh, oh, yeah. sign. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, sure. Wow. <laughs> Obviously, just building an army of. <laughs> it, would, it would have been like you know the movie. Ever see Bubba Hotep? Oh yeah, yeah. it was kind of yes. like that. That's, okay. I love Bubba Hotep. That's one of, I love that movie too. That's a good one. It's a fantastic. You film. know Bubba Hotep? Yeah, yeah. I've, oh, yeah. No, he, so good. yeah. I've told him about that. Film. <laughs> Um, well, I mean, speaking of another one of your favorites, I reached out and asked you for your favorite movie. What did I what say? We do here. And you said Dr. Strangelove or mm-hmm. How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Yeah, no, I never yeah. saw that movie. No. <laughs> oh, okay. Never Oops. even heard of it. All right, it. so Bubba Hotep. <laughs> <laughs> that, that, is my, that is my favorite movie, I think. Yes. So explain to me why it is your favorite movie. Well, I remember... Uh, that movie came out in what 64 yes. 64 yeah. 64 mm-hmm. wow. okay uh i was uh, uh i was uh, i was aware at that point and i remember i was out to dinner with the family and my grandfather was there my grandpa ralph who was this very just a regular grandpa regular yeah. jewish yeah. grandpa you know and he was uh you know he's saying oh I, I saw the greatest movie the other day and we go what is he says it was called dr strangelove and he starts telling what what this movie is about and i can't understand a word he's saying but it's, <laughs> no. but i had never seen him so into something like that wow. you know and i really admired that oh, I, i've got to remember that you know contagious. and then uh, a couple years later when i was old enough i saw it for the first time and i went oh my god this you know, I, I wasn't that aware of who Peter Sellers was, but yeah. then when I realized, oh, he's all three of those guys? Mm-hmm. That's Yeah. And I just, it, it's just one of the movies that I thought wouldn't age well because it was such, uh, but it's, I, it was just on last topical. week. It was on last yeah. week <laughs> and I turned it on and I'm going, this is still a great movie. Yes, there, you it know, is. You take a few of the, there might be a few dated things in there, but it is so spot on. Yeah. And it's, the performance, there's not one weak performance. And for me, there's not one moment you can't tune into that movie 
And within three minutes, you'll be completely hooked. Enthralled with yeah. yes. the whole thing. Yeah. There'll be something that you'll go, oh my God, that's amazing. It's, yeah. uh, it's one of those movies that I had seen it before, but when hearing this was your favorite, I watched it again. And so sometimes when you're watching a movie, you might flip through IMDb on your phone. Right. But this is one of those movies that I was like, no. I am so into this yeah, that it's, it's like this is if I look away for a second I'm yeah, missing it. Yeah, I'm I'm missing cuz it it is of a time I grew up on a lot of older movies cuz mm-hmm. my my stepdad was an older gentleman yes. and he he threw me these movies and some of these actors I mean George C Scott Fantastic. Uh, yeah. I mean but the comedy of that time I I'm such a goo like Monty Python's one of my right. things you got um but this kind of the the Absurdist comedy too. Yeah. Where it's just, yeah. I just it, love to, that. I, Dimitri, Dimitri. <laughs> that, that, that phone call is one of the the greatest phone. And it, of course, I like yeah. talking to you, Dimitri. <laughs> <laughs> of course, I like talking to you. Uh, Believe and, me, if it wasn't a friendly call, you wouldn't be getting this call. Yeah. <laughs> like watching this in film school because I was, you know, studying Kubrick, and I was like, "Oh, this is a Kubrick movie." Like that, like threw oh, me just, such. Yeah. Uh, like I was just so like, "Wow!" Like I didn't know he can do comedy. Yeah, uh, I, I had heard. I don't know if it's true, but I had heard that Kubrick. Uh, he kept asking George C. Scott to go a little bigger. Yeah, it things. is true. And yeah. you know, just bigger. And, and George C. Scott started hating it. But and of course. He, they, he always used the biggest scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I thought that he was just brilliant in that oh, movie. Oh, he's great. Well, he said yeah. on record, he's like, during it, it was my least favorite performance I'd ever given. And he's like, and then I saw it. And I went, oh. It's, it's fantastic. my favorite movie I've ever done. That, yeah. little, that little somersault he does. That oh, the, which was an accidental trip. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't in. miss a beat. And just, it was my, just. My favorite, one of his lines he has is when he's ex- describing how good they are oh. at flying. And he goes, do you think they have a chance? Do they have, have a chance? A chance. Oh. And then he and then realizes he my absolute favorite line is, is just, gentlemen, gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the, the war room. room. <laughs> so good. But just you see him like all of a sudden look up and just read the room and realize that he's just killing uh, everyone's <laughs> hopes yeah, yeah. of this not going off. You know? uh, no, so that, uh, yeah. And that movie, that, that, it's just one of the movies where it's probably the movie I've seen the most. That and uh, the other close second was The Hustler. Oh, I, yes. I love, I love oh, that wow. one. That's Classic. another one. Yeah. Um, sad, re- sad remake. The, sad uh, remake. Well, is that? I mean, I mean, obviously, it's a very dark comedy, satirical. You know, Doctor Strange right. Love. Is that? Do you think that influenced your comedy or vice versa? I, I think it might. I think That's it why might have. It. I, I mean, yeah, that, I'd never seen anything like that. Yeah. And, and the the what? comedy in that was just so so spot on. It's, and, yeah, sharp. It's layered too. It what is, would yeah, you really say layered. is like the most poignant? part of that obviously the bomb falling is like a big thing but like personally resonated with you poignant I don't, yeah i don't know i I, I mean I, I did like I, I did like the ending that it ends with just the world blowing up yeah <laughs> yeah and i think it's music yeah. Yeah. yeah you know we'll see you then don't know where don't know when you hear about the like quote-unquote on the real ending that was going to happen no it was going to be like they're going to just throw pies at each other oh yeah yeah there was yes. going to be a food fight yeah, or something. yeah, yeah because it was, the, it was the absurdity of like the situation and like yeah. i have a kill or i have a plan and then all of a sudden they start throwing pies because but then Apparently, like they were like, no, we're not going to be able to see anybody because it will just become just right. blobs. Pie. Well, of and like, pie. yeah, I mean, like you mentioned, Peter Sellers is is off the charts in this movie, and his characterization of you know Doctor Strangelove, who has like the living hand that's yeah. still a Nazi, mm-hmm. and he's fighting it the entire <laughs> you, you, time. You have seen the guy laugh in the background, haven't oh, you? Oh yeah, no, I didn't even notice oh, that. Yeah. There's the guy who's the the um, ambassador from yeah. Russia. Mm. He's in the background. Just <laughs> yeah, Alexi. And there's yeah. one time when he there's, does that one move, <laughs> and he brings it he, down. He starts laughing. He goes, oh. and he 
looks away. <laughs> wow. Brilliant. Well, yeah, and that, yeah. Peter Sellers improvised ninety oh, percent of everything. Just, and, yeah. And He's all also of it. that's the first time somebody has played multiple roles and won an Oscar for it. Oh, I didn't know oh, that. So wow. that's, and we got James Earl Jones, his first, not his, first, his first, but it's movie. one of his first. Well, yeah. So like, I did read up on this. The way he got cast in this is Kubrick saw him in, uh, I think it's Gentlemen of Verona or Merchants of Venice. It's one of the two uh, on stage, and immediately had him cast in in this movie. He was he also supposed was, nice. supposed to be uh, Colonel Kong. Really? Yeah. Oh, he, okay. he was going to be, uh, but he had just everybody. Too many. He just yeah. he had an injury on his foot and couldn't do the part for some reason. That's oh, when they got wow. Sterling. Uh, oh, okay. I got. Um, What's his name? The, the Southern. Oh, to come out of it. Yeah, yeah. Slim yeah, Pickens. Slim, Slim Pickens, yeah. Which I, I guess. Man, he's how good is he? Oh, God, he's fantastic. <laughs> Shoot. I could have a pretty good weekend in Vegas with this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Riding the bomb down is, I mean, like, that's that imagery that's also. Very is just ironic. On you, point. Keenan Wynn coming in. Colonel yeah. Bat Guano. <laughs> Bat was. I mean, just went with that. I, I, special. I, I don't know. That's just too funny. Yeah, yeah, and he came out of retirement for this. Did apparently. he? <laughs> yeah, he had retired and, and he read the script and was like, okay, yeah, well, yeah, I'll do this, of course. Did you all, wow. did you all go back and read like the book that it's based on? Because it's I don't know if I've very I, I might have read that book. Yeah. Very different. Very different. I, I'd never read it, but apparently it's like not a comedy yeah. at all. Yeah. The, yeah. Oh. the writer talked about it when yeah. they brought in Peter Sellers, like, oh, we know it's gonna become a comedy. Yeah. Well, I, I remember the first time I saw Fail Safe and I couldn't really take it that seriously. <laughs> yeah. But that that was it was a great movie, but it's just See that one I think it's, is a little becomes a little dated. Yeah, that one doesn't quite like there's something very evergreen about this movie. Right. And it whether it's you know the choice to shoot it in black and white or whether Or I mean it's fictional characters. So yeah, I mean it's they fictional don't, characters. But a lot of the comedy is not about uh it's not exactly about what's happening. It's the people within those oh, situations. Yeah, no, there's yeah. a long scene where um, he, Sterling's telling uh, Peter Sellers about when he first discovered... The life oh, essence. The, yeah, the, the, life, the essence. life essence. Oh, yeah. oh. And I, I just watched it again, and that scene, it's a, that's a long scene Very without long. any yeah. cuts. It's wonderful. And Peter Sellers has very few lines in that. He's just listening, and just his looks... You know what yeah. I'm talking about, Jack? Oh, yeah. You know, just like, oh man, I am in some deep shit. <laughs> I think the thing that that stood out to me the most in kind of that area of time in the movie was when he had the the gum wrapper and oh, he my kept God. folding it. I was like, wow, this is a like one of the more accurate representations of like being in a very tense situation and not knowing what to do with that, yourself. Yes, that scene, like, that little rapper. Uh -huh. just, and that one was, take, it's one whole long take. Yeah, it's it amazing. Was, it's patient filmmaking. And like, it's it definitely is. like, there's, I mean, that is like a great nuance. Yeah. That like, you know, you can de definitely look at it and analyze it and be like, you know, without the audio, you could be like, this is a really tense scene. With the audio, like, this is kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. You wonder too, when they say how, you know, Kubrick, it took so long to make it. Like, what take was that? I wonder. Yeah. Oh man. It's like one take. So you figure all that. It had to be. Is that ta was that take fifty six? <laughs> was that take thirteen? Right. Because you can't you can't take the best from you know. It, it, it that has was to be one the take. Straight, yeah. Straight through, and it is. It's pretty much a perfect take. I mean, mm -hmm. there's people like Fincher who do seventy takes of oh. a specific thing to get it just but right. Sometimes they're not super long like that. Right. So, exactly. I mean, but the thing oh. is, also these are like actors, you know, possibly top of their game. So it's like you know. It, uh, it makes me really think good. of like mm -hmm. classical musicians, like who are like off the sheet music at that point, where it's got to be perfect if you're oh, going to yeah. perform, mm -hmm. but they don't have multiple takes, you know. And I, yeah. I feel like a, a movie like this is it's it, these it, 
It's the exact same thing. Right. Like, you yeah. know your notes, you know your beats, like you you yeah. hit everyone. And Peter Sellers is, you know. But yeah. you're also playing in a political time, too. Yeah. So it's like, this has to it be It did come perfect. out at a very uh, tense time. Yeah, that's, like, that's what I mean. Absolutely. Like, it's, uh, I was talking with my, uh, uh, my wife's folks about it, and uh, her mom was saying, she was like, I remember a lot of people being really, not really understanding the film at the mm-hmm. time, and and being upset that they were making light of a, of a tense situation. And she was like, but it, you know, as time goes on, you realize that it was, it was probably one of the smartest films yeah. of that year. And, and, and that, that's, I think, adds to how much I like it. Because right. now when I think back, how hip my grandfather was to have gotten <laughs> yeah. that and to have been, yeah. to have been so into it. On top it, of it, yeah. it gave me a, you know, because I was just like 10 or 12 when, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're like, okay, Grandpa, yeah, I'm glad yeah, you like yeah. a movie. Okay, yeah. okay, Boomer, I got you. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> But now, now, but now looking back, thinking like, wow, good for, good good for, for you, him. Grandpa Ralph. Yeah. 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 Well, you weren't just some guy who bounced me on your knee. You know? yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Grandpa something. Ralph. Like really good comedy requires some like knowledge and some mm-hmm. like mental bandwidth. So like, yeah, when you have it really good, like it probably wouldn't be, you know, as, you know, as a time, you know, capsule as it is now. Uh, or it wouldn't, you know, t- stand the test of time if it was just like, just in like context time references. Right. Like if it's something that like, Every time frame, every time we're going through a war or a weird political struggle, like this movie still stays relevant. Right? Yeah. It's like, it's like comedy against like human nature. It's like mm-hmm. obs- observing human nature, and that's timeless. Like yeah. that's not going to change. Well, like sure, the politics the, will. But. The characters so great is they were everything that they did was a logical decision for that, that right. character. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like anybody else is like, this is insane. Right. What are you doing? There's something really brilliant uh, about Peter Sellers and, and kind of everyone in this film. And, and I, I liken it. There was an interview I listened to with Jim Carrey and he was in the casting process for Dumb and Dumber. And he picked out Jeff Daniels as his favorite. And when the producers asked him, like, why don't you want this other comedian? Why do you want, why do you want Jeff Daniels? And he was like, well, because he's not playing it for the joke. You right. know, you play it as the real person and that's where the comedy comes yeah. from. And and Peter Sellers was brilliant at like these are the real people. Right. The comedy will well, come, I mean, that's come the, with it. That's the true. Yeah. That's kinda of, to me, I think that's the true rule of improv is like you don't improv for the joke, you improv for the right. character. And yeah. so when the character knows the rules, then the improv works perfectly. Well but then, George, George C. Scott too was, oh, yeah. was such a great actor and just if he had played that for laughs, it would have been horrible. Oh yeah. 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 But yeah. like but, him getting the phone call from his, you know, girl. Oh, when she's like screaming it back and forth. It's I think well, I mean, just like when he's plan playing, R, plan R. <laughs> <laughs> when he's like in the war room and gets the phone call, like, oh, you know, I want to be with you, blah blah. blah. And I was like, God, my president. Yeah, it's oh, like I, I I absolutely love, it. and that's that's the funny thing because like so study, in school like, I studied Kubrick, and so like we we watched uh you know Space Odyssey, and then we watched um uh, Full Metal Jacket, then we watched this, mm-hmm. and so I was like, okay, cool, I know who this guy is, and right. I watched, I was like. I don't know who this guy is. I have no idea who this I don't know who Cooper is. is at all. And so that was a cool thing because at, at the get, at the get, you you know, as an audience, like, and that's the thing where like I will never be able to understand how people in the time when it came out watched it, how they felt, but like imagining where it's like, okay, this is a movie about you know what's going on right now about different political and all this, and then as you go on, like, oh, okay, you're lulling me into this playful space, yeah, and where we actually can start talking about the real issues at hand of like these are all the paranoias and things that are happening and. Right. Well, it's yeah. Fun. You look at that movie, and if if you didn't know that much about it, you go, "Oh, this, yeah. When was when was this movie made? Well, over fifty years ago." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? And if not, <laughs> that opening scene will definitely tell you what kind of movie this is. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so- that's I, I love satire. I love I love comedy in the in the truth that it that it tells. And I mean, especially with like George C. Scott, and yeah, he's going insane. And I, not insane. I just mean he's reacting to the situation mm-hmm. of like 
he's slowly losing his mind in a sense. Right. Where he's Except he's like, right the whole time because yeah, he takes the picture of the war room. I've always yeah. loved that character that is uh, what I'll call the straight guy that's reacting to, it's kind of like the odd couple with Molly. They'll well, see the big board. Yeah. <laughs> they'll, they'll see everything. They'll see. Just, <laughs> just like the little kid. He starts grabbing all this stuff. And yeah. like, but I also appreciate the, the smartness of comedy of like, of things like Mel Brooks or something like this where it's like, no, you have, you have to be really smart. Mm-hmm. To really be able to write about something so important, right? Especially at that time, yeah. And to be able to pull, you it have off. to have a lot of faith in your work too to yeah. release a movie like that. <laughs> and I mean, all, I think there's a bit of it too, where it's like you just have to have your good, your fingers on the pulse really well, mm-hmm. and just know what people are listening and looking to. I mean, and so like it's you know you can drive yourself crazy trying to know everything, but then if you just know the pulse, like oh cool, I, I know how we can turn this into a thing, right? Yeah. For sure. It's yeah. It's Any fun. specific favorite parts you have? I, d- I, just, I remember seeing it when, when the first time I see it. The first time you see Peter Sellers, he's behind the the, the sheet. He's got the computer sheet, yeah. oh, and, yeah. and they just go into this computer room, and you don't even see there's. And then it just comes down, and you go, "I didn't know that was a man." That, <laughs> this is going to be. You you don't know that there's a person yeah. standing there. And uh, brilliant, a lot yeah, of brilliant amazing. framing in this too. I love I love when uh, when Keenan comes in and uh, I, I must know what you think happened here. Yeah, what I think happened here is you're a prevert. And yeah, the prevert. <laughs> Captain Kong found out about your perversions and. Yeah. <laughs> And he asked, you know, they, he, you when know, he's making the phone call, he, do you have any change? Yeah, I don't bring change in a battle. Yeah, and he says, uh, he was really, okay, but after this, you're going to have to answer to the Coca-Cola. I love how much money also comes out of the machine. It's like way more right. than would yeah. ever yeah. come out of a machine like that. Trying to call the president collect is a brilliant concept. Oh, my God. <laughs> and they said no. <laughs> uh, what, yeah. about a, what about a favorite character? Like I know or there's a lot a to choose from. Favorite but. sellers. What about a favorite, <laughs> favorite sellers? Favorite, 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 sellers. My favorite sellers. I like um I like old Peter Sellers. I like uh I like um Chauncey Gardner was a good one. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um I I, I this this film led me into his his Pink Panther film. Pink Panther, of course. Yes. Which, yeah. which is like I was younger when I first saw this. I my dad showed it to me when I was like ten. Or nine. So I didn't really get all of it. All I knew was that guy made me laugh a lot. Mm-hmm. So he was like, oh, if you like him. And so we watched the entirety of the uh, the Pink Panther. Yeah, those, those wow. were brilliant. Some of the best physical comedy I think I've ever Hell seen yeah. on film. I remember watching as those well. as the original. And then I'm like, this isn't Steve Martin. Oh, <laughs> and then <laughs> my dad's like, shut up, boy. Like, shut up. This is the real one. Like, all, all right. right. Pink yeah. I remember my, uh, my daughter wanted to go see the Pink Panther, the Steve Martin version. Yeah. With a friend of hers who was a bit on the the, the scale, you know. So I'm sitting there and uh, we're watching the movie, and she's laughing, and I'm going, "Okay, this is a Steve Martin movie. Yeah, he's, right. he's doing the best he can." Yeah. <laughs> then, then, then her friend, her friend who's a little, he he turns to me about 15 minutes into the movie, he says, "Mr. Rudnick," I go, "What?" He goes. Uh, I'm gonna go out to the lobby. I don't know how much more of this I could take. <laughs> Whoa! And I said, I said, you know what? I'm with you. I'll go out there with you. Yeah. So I said to my daughter, "Stay here. I'm taking him to the bathroom." And yeah. We went out to the lobby and played Just some pinball out. games. There you go. <laughs> Awesome. There you go. You can't beat those original ones. They're yeah. just oh, too good. They're, so they're good. too good. I'm willing yeah. to watch them. Like could, watch the the remakes or whatever. You can make but then money like, off of it. Ooh. Yeah. But which Ooh. one will stand the test of time? Yeah. Right. That's for sure. Yeah. True. That's awesome. so great. great. Awesome. This That's has been, been fun. Thank you well, so much for taking time yeah. with well, us. Well, thank you yeah. for having me here. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. This is <laughs> great. Is, is there anything that you would like to tell our audience about? Any anything that you're currently working on that we can talk about? No. 
No, <laughs> no, I'm working. Well, now I'm, I'm, I guess what you would call semi-retired right. in that yeah. I, that uh, no nice. one will hire me. So I say I'm retired. So, there you go. Hey, so that it, it takes the sting away. But no, I'm working on a, a project with a couple friends. I've got a documentary I'm working on with oh. one friend and another pitch with another friend and. Nice. Stuff just brewing. trying to just trying to stay out there and yeah, mm-hmm. stay creative. creative. Yeah. If if, uh, if I can, I can. If I can't, I won't. So just keep doing. That's the a thing. good way to put it. Yeah. I, like that. I, love, I love how like chill and relaxed you are about everything. Like you're like, yeah, we it, got space. It, uh, yeah, it comes yeah, with age. Yeah. Yeah. It comes with age. Fate has brought you this far. Yeah, it's it, it's a, at a certain point, you know, I. I don't know who was uh, Orson Bean. You guys know Orson the act. He was just killed the other day. Oh, he was, no. he was uh, from my youth. He was on the, the panel shows. He was a great guy. Orson Bean, ninety six years old. He's out with his wife in Venice, and he gets hit by a car, Whoa. and then hit by another car, and Whoa. is killed. And I'm oh. going at ninety six. Oh. That's not the way to go at ninety six. No, no. He's gonna, should be taking a nap. Right, on the porch. but uh, you know. And then uh, Kirk Douglas just died at one hundred and three. Yeah. Wow. I, I called my mom, who's turning ninety this year, and she, you know, and it, it's it's just like okay, you you, you kind of get into the flow of things. All right, everything doesn't have to be life and death. It just just go yeah. with the Enjoy flow it while you're there, yeah. man. Life just happens. happens. Yeah, life happens. Enjoy it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you have any? Do you have like one piece of advice you might give writers? Of today. Oh, let me get my notes out. Uh oh, here we <laughs> go. Yeah. I was like, help, writers, help. I'm gonna write everything right now. Boy, I you know. Yeah, I, I think it's just just to keep writing. You know, that's all you could. Don't be discouraged you know, when people don't read it or don't like it or don't get it. Yeah, just just keep write it. write for yourself and keep hope writing. that yeah. Hope that, that it lands. And don't don't try and please everyone because you you're never going to do that. Just yeah. write write mm-hmm. for yourself. If you want to have Santa Claus put a licorice gun in his mouth, put it or in. Right, or have a kid, in. or have him shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, blow him away. It. Yeah, I, I blow him away with a shotgun. Right. It's fun. Um, I mean, yeah, it got to with Disney. It got to the point. Well, okay, so he just falls off the roof, but he does wave goodbye. Yeah. You know that way. <laughs> I, I hate that wave. Oh, it's just, no. oh yeah. But that was, and the other thing, the other thing in uh, Santa Claus that we they were so adamant about is you can never have anyone say in this movie that there is no Santa Claus. Wow. Okay. But Charlie you know, says it. No? Well, Charlie, no. they, but they it's, it's like it. it's it's all it's about believing. You know, right. yeah. we couldn't say, you know, because we had a one big scene in there where uh, Scott's trying to explain to, to his the, son uh, that you know, look. I'm not, you're right. I am Santa Claus. I'm Santa Claus. I'm the Easter bunny. I'm the tooth fairy. There's not the, you know, we couldn't do that. Right. In a Disney oh, movie. right. You can't do that of in course. a Disney movie. Yeah. yeah but no. I do appreciate a Rose Suchik ladder. That yeah. was a good one. That, that one we came up with. <laughs> oh my uh, God. That's right on my funny bone. The original, <laughs> the original title of the movie was Such a Clatter. Oh, wow. And then a friend of ours came up with, um, it, was, it might have been Ron. No, I, I forgot who it was, but it might have been Leo's wife. Might be Leo's wife came up with the Santa Claus. Oh, good idea. But that that's that awesome. worked for us. It was all great. Awesome. Yeah. Great. Well, thank you again for being here, man. Thank this you. Was, I had a appreciate blast. it. Yeah, I so appreciate it. And again, sorry, I'm Learned not late a week, but <laughs> oh no, we're no, happy we to have you. Just come back uh, two more week, two more times. We'll just have you coming in every time. Yeah, we'll anytime, you in. anytime you want. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a Space Jam movie deconstructed with you. Yeah, there you go. There we go. That'd be fun. Yeah, love that. Everybody at home, thank you so much for joining our conversation. This has been so much fun. Uh, if you are new to NerdOn, please do check out our website, nerdon.tv. If you are uh, in the L.A. area on March 7th, 2020, 
Come check out our very first live show at live Apogee show. Studio. Remember, remember, the 7th no. of September. No, still not a thing. Still, still not, not a thing. Show up, it's check free. Out all, check we'd out all the details. You. Nerdon.io backslash live. RSVP. Again, we'd love to see you. It's going to be. It's gonna, we'll have prizes, a raffle, all of it. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be a blast. But uh, yeah, we love you guys. You know the drill. As always, Nerd on. <laughs> oh, I missed it. <laughs> I missed the nerd on. Wait, do it again. I missed okay. the nerd on. Right, you want to do it? Right. Right, we'll do, it. Right, do, it. do it in no, there? Do it. Okay, okay, I missed Better. the nerd on. I'm sorry. <laughs> go, go. We love you. You know the drill. As always, nerd, nerd on. on. I got yeah. it. <laughs> Indie Broadcast.